Welcome to Inside the Vault, the payment security podcast, a show from Very Good Security. This is a show for fintech builders and leaders looking for a deep dive into the intersection of payments and data security. You're about to hear a conversation around payments, fintech, data security, and more. Let's dive right in. Hello, everyone. I'm Amanda Carroccio, the Director of Partnerships at VGS, and today we are very excited to have Arjun Tarajan on Inside the Vault. Arjun is the CEO and co-founder of Solid. Arjun, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Amanda. Delighted to be here. Awesome. To kick things off, can you share a little bit more about Solid and where you fit within the fintech ecosystem? Absolutely. Uh, this is Arjun. I'm co-founder and CEO at Solid. And what Solid does is basically provide fintech infrastructure as a service. Uh, it simply means any company can become a fintech company, offer fintech products by building on Solid's infrastructure. Cool. And could you maybe go like one level deeper, the fintech infrastructure? What are kind of those like building blocks that, that Solid is providing? Yeah, so the building blocks around banking, payments, card issuance, and crypto products. These are the product pillars that Solid offers. And using these uh, set of rich ingredients, any company can launch fintech products and launch them to their end users. They could be consumers, freelancers, businesses, enterprises. Awesome. So I do know that you guys did go through a little bit of a rebrand. Can you kind of walk us through any learnings from that process or anything that kind of came up through the rebrand that maybe you weren't necessarily expecting? No, we, we ran a good process in terms of the rebrand and why it needed and what really it meant to us. And given that we're building something that's foundational to other companies, products, uh, Solid was a good fit and uh, yeah, it turned out to be a great outcome for us as we went through the process and launched Solid earlier in early 2021. And then with that rebrand, I know you were an interesting company in that you actually did pivot a little bit as well. Can you expand a little bit in terms of what that pivot involved and then maybe how did you know it was the right time to pivot or the right decision to pivot? Yeah, so we started off building a banking and payments platform. We had our own application experience that we were launching the product through several partnerships. And really the, the need and the gap we saw was that a need for infrastructure that other fintech companies were looking for. And really the question we asked ourselves was what if we provide this infrastructure as a service? And we saw that prospective clients at that point, uh, they're happy to pay for our infrastructure. And really, uh, I wouldn't call it a pivot. I think it was more of a evolution in terms of our go-to-market where we offered our infrastructure in its true form uh, instead of a packaged product, which is what we we're doing earlier. But that evolved our go-to-market in terms of how we position our offering and where we sit in the stack. So we, we spent about 18 months building the offering and then we took the product uh, to market early 2021. So 2019 is when you started Solid. It seems like you were in fintech well before 2019, then maybe took a little bit of a hiatus and almost sort of 
re-entered fintech from a personal standpoint. Was it something about the market at the time that made you decide to want to go back into fintech? Or was it the idea for Solid that really made you come back into fintech? Yeah, and I was involved in building fintech infrastructure way before it was cool, building products, personal finance managers for Blackberries and Palm Pilots, and since then moved on to security, IoT, and uh, what I saw in 2017, 2018 was uh, fintech was becoming mainstream, and uh, really there's some interesting problems to solve for, which is what brought me back into fintech. Personally, I'm very, very fintech curious. If you look at my phone, I've got hundreds of different fintech applications. I always think about how they're built, which are the ones you know doing things right. And yeah, so that brought me back to fintech. And I'd read about things like every company is going to be a fintech company. Fintech is not even 1% done. The good news is once I got deeper into it, I realized that it's true and just uh, plenty of interesting opportunities and problems to solve for in fintech, which is why I got back to it in 2018 and started the company early 2019. I would agree. There's there's still a lot to be done, a lot that has been done, and a lot a lot to be done still. And shifting gears back to solid today. So you guys do work with a ton of partners within the fintech space and sort of give your customers a lot of options. How do you decide which partners that you want to work with to offer up to your customers? Yeah, we run a very disciplined process just in terms of the what, right? What is solid need in terms of a partner that's providing a service or really adding to our capabilities. We look at uh, what's out in the market, do a lot of diligence and the way the process runs is first we look at just the capabilities of the underlying partner. Next we look at the sort of compliance piece of it, how it sort of wraps around our offering. And then finally the, the commercials, right? It's got to make business sense, the unit economics and how things look at scale. So yeah, so really it's a, it's a process that's run by a product team and different teams are pulled into as needed. And I'm really, really happy with where we are today in terms of just identifying right partners and underlying providers, whether it comes to banking or you know payments or card issuance, embossing partners. We've got uh, over three dozen partners that sit inside solid infrastructure. And I would imagine that that number probably will will grow over time as you continue to add more partners to the platform. Absolutely. As we're uh, expanding our offering, as it's scaling quickly and as the demand surges, we are looking to add uh, multiple partners. And as we look to sort of expand, not just in, in the US, at some point globally, we would look to add some international partners as well. But just in terms of the process, we'll continue to stay very disciplined because uh, really for us, it's an important piece of our offering. In a lot of cases, we are really as good as our underlying provider. And uh, we want to ensure that we are able to offer best in class infrastructure as a service by having the right partners that sit under the hood. The rigor around that process makes a ton of sense, especially as you're for Solid's offering. And because of where Solid is sitting, I would imagine you almost get like a first peek at what is being built in fintech. 
Has there been anything recently that you've noticed just from a trend perspective? You know, we have a lot of these companies cropping up on solid. Has there been any fintech trends that you've you've been noticing that you're excited about? Absolutely. The the trend we are seeing is just how fintech products are getting vertically integrated into different kinds of offering. In a lot of cases, they're vertical SaaS software like business management software or field service software. And we saw this happen, you know, 10, 15 years back with sort of acceptance of payments, right? And we are seeing that extend into other products around banking, payments, lending, card issuance, and really trying to provide an embedded experience to the user inside the software that they are already in, right? So that's definitely a trend we are seeing a lot of innovation around, you know, what problems do they have today and what is the need they have to go to a different provider to solve for their needs. And really the question a lot of companies are asking is, hey, what if we can provide this in our offering? That's a trend we are sort of riding on. We're seeing lots and lots of innovation happening there across different segments, across different verticals. And there's a lot of talk around embedded finance, embedded fintech. We, we see it happen every day. And there are literally like never before seen experiences that are being built and solving for some needs that have existed for several decades. So it's a trend that we see that will continue just gotten started and we'll see some amazing next generation fintech products and experiences. In a lot of cases, they're almost invisible, right? Like the Uber experience when you get off your Uber ride. So yeah, it's, it's, it's quite seamless and it's embedded and it's something that users really look for. It makes their life easier. Yeah. So you think embedded finance here to stay? Oh, absolutely. Here to stay in all different uh, sort of segments. Given the, the affinity and the brand loyalty and the utility already there with the product, I think Apple Card was a great example of it, right? We've seen other brands, software companies, some established companies trying to think seriously about how do we get our user to use our offering versus going elsewhere to a standalone product. And do you think in terms of that progression, you mentioned Apple Card, do you think it kind of goes card to then deeper banking product? Is that the progression you've seen or not necessarily? Not necessarily. I think uh, it all depends on your offering and really what your use cases revolve around just in terms of your users, what they do inside your ecosystem. We've seen some lead use cases around banking and payments, and then it's followed by cards and other fintech products. So it really depends on the use case. I would say on the consumer side, uh, card is sort of leads the way and then other products follow. In terms of just uh, freelancers, small businesses, you see sort of banking and payments solve some interesting problems and then cards gets in. But really, from our perspective, you know, we've got these set of ingredients, so it really depends on our client, our FinTech program in terms of how they want to take the product to the market and you know what, uh, what they think would really get their users to convert from their legacy product that offering to using an embedded fintech product that this brand or company offers to them. Earlier, you mentioned crypto. So can we 
spend a minute or two there. What what are you seeing in terms of crypto, in terms of what's being built on solid? Yeah, it's very similar to um, sort of the traditional finance side of it, right? I mean, if you look at crypto, obviously very different in terms of the underlying infrastructure, but end of the day, crypto also is looking to solve some real world problems. We've seen crypto payroll and crypto uh, 401k for crypto and really all the innovation that's happened on the traditional finance of finance side of it, we're now seeing coming on to crypto. You've got obviously crypto rewards, that side of it is quite mature. But I think we'll continue to see innovation on crypto. And really the way we look at it is cryptocurrency is like another currency. You've got obviously USD, you've got other fiat currencies, and cryptocurrency also has its own ledger and its benefits and I think as the technology evolves and as these use cases expand we'll see that the the gap that exists between traditional finance and crypto will start to narrow and really get to a point where the user can decide how they want to transact. You don't have a crystal ball but if you were to kind of project out solid in two years five years where do you see the company? Where we see the company we'd love to get to is be the de facto provider for all your fintech needs, right? Whether it's around banking, payments, card issuance, crypto, and really we'd love to be the AWS of fintech where you don't really have to look at any other provider for your needs. It's a long way to get there. Fintech is, as you know, extremely wide, but that's where we'd love to be a couple of years from now. and then. The other areas, obviously, would love to expand globally. Right now, it's a very U.S. market-focused company, but we'd love to solve similar problems elsewhere. Do you have your sort of next target geos? You can keep it high level, but... Yeah, we've, we've done some exploration around going north Canada. We've looked at uh, South America. Obviously, Asia is a massive market. But what we are noticing is that a lot of company, companies that are global, fintech companies, they're looking to get into the U.S. market. And uh, right now, our focus is to serve the ones in U.S. or looking to get into the U.S. market. But we've got, I would say, a couple of dozen clients who have presence in other countries. And yeah, we'd love to have them take their offering to their users outside of U.S. But uh, yeah, it's still... In exploration right now, we're obviously looking at clients who could uh, who we could launch with in other countries, but we don't expect that to happen in the next 12 to 18 months. And shifting back to Arjun, the entrepreneur, you've founded a lot of companies. What are some of the learnings that you took from previous companies that you've applied as as learnings when you went went out to found Solid? Building a company or a product or really sort of you know, you want to get into something that's you're really passionate about and curious about, and really you put on a lens where you think you can solve some problems that you personally experience and you see what's out there. So my big learning was uh, really find what you enjoy, right? And you want to invest your time and everything else follows, right? And And it's one of those things where you really need to believe in it because it shows it's not something you can you can fake so yes yeah, so i've obviously been 
building our products, infrastructure, platforms in different industries. And uh, what I saw with FinTech was personally, I that's something that I enjoyed. And I was an early adopter of several FinTech products and uh, then resulted into building a business around FinTech. So yeah, my learning would be figure out what you enjoy personally and see how you can build a business around it. Thanks for sharing. And usually at this point, I would shift to some rapid fire questions. But for you in particular, I'm going to focus it all around fintech products because you mentioned that you are, quote unquote, fintech curious, which I love. So if we can kind of start early fintech, what were your favorite products from a personal perspective? And then I'll ask you about your favorite fintech products today. But let's start with early fintech. What were your favorite products? Early fintech, uh, I think Simple and Chime were really good products and clear value proposition saying, hey, why do you want to go to the bank, skip the bank? The bank is on your phone. It does everything you need. Over time, I thought uh, Brex built a really good offering. It was not just card. They layered so much value on top of it. That was a great product just in terms of better banking experiences. And then over time, obviously, we've seen some very interesting products. I think Step is a really good one that targets um, the sort of teenage cohort, uh, early adopters of uh, fintech products. I think Robinhood over time has really evolved into a pretty well-known product, not just being able to buy stocks, but also have cards and bank account that's built in. These are, I would say, sort of standalone fintech products that have obviously looked at very closely and learned a lot from. And then you've got obviously uh, fintech products like Apple Card. I think that's a great one. The other one I see sort of in the e-commerce world, which I think is a offers a great value proposition, Shopify Balance. This is a fintech product, a great example actually of vertically integrated fintech product for e-commerce businesses on Shopify. You've got Gusto Wallet. That's also a great one. And then we've got a bunch of our own solid programs, over 100 of them that are building interesting products and experiences and really challenging the status quo in the sense that asking questions like, hey, why was this done in a certain way? What if we can offer a better experience? So I think it's, as I mentioned, we just getting started. It was almost like these standalone products came about and then they started getting embedded into certain experiences and now it's going to go to a whole new level in the next uh, 10 or 15 years. So last question for you, what are your most used fintech products today? I think Robinhood, that's probably my go-to product today, but uh, I'm sort of venturing more into the crypto side now with uh, Coinbase and some other products. But yeah, I would say my most frequently used product today is Robinhood. Nice. Well, thank you for sharing. And I do want to thank you for your time today and for coming on the podcast. We loved learning a little bit more about Solid, and I can say we're all rooting for you over here at BGS. So if listeners want to learn more about Solid, your website is solidfi.com. Really enjoyed the conversation. And to our listeners, you can always drop us a line at pod at verygoodsecurity.com. And Arjun, thank you again. Industry-leading companies, from startups to the Fortune 500, Use VGS to protect the collection, storage, and exchange of sensitive payments data while maximizing its utility. With the VGS Zero Data approach to handling sensitive data, companies can achieve PCI DSS compliance and take control of their payment stack. To learn more, visit verygoodsecurity.com. 
You've been listening to Inside the Vault, the payment security podcast, a show from Very Good Security. Keep connected with us by subscribing to the show in your favorite podcast app. If you've liked what you've heard, please rate the show. That helps us to keep delivering the latest from the realms of payments and data security. Thanks for listening. Until next time.